0: Good morning. It is Friday, September the 22nd, in the year of our Lord, 2023. I'm J.D. Walt, and this is your Wake Up Call, beginning today with consecration. Wake up, sleeper.
1: Rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Jesus, I belong to you. I lift up my heart to you. I set my mind on you. I fix my eyes on you. I offer my body to you as a living sacrifice. Jesus, we belong to you. And we're praying in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
0: Amen. Our reading today is entitled, The Secret of the Saint, Why Receiving Must Precede Releasing. Our text is Acts chapter 6, verses 15. Hear now the word of the Lord. All who were sitting in the Sanhedrin looked intently at Stephen,
1: and they saw that his face was like the face of an angel. The Word of the Lord. Now consider this. Reviewing.
0: But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, and in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Acts one eight.
1: What we are witnessing today with Stephen, this is that.
0: All who were sitting in the Sanhedrin looked intently at Stephen, and they saw that his face was like the face of an angel. Now, Abbot Joseph listened closely to his student, and when Abbot Lot was done speaking, Abbot Joseph got up out of his chair, and he reached his arms and his hands up into the air until he stretched out each of his ten fingers. And out of the tips of each of his fingers shot pure flame, ten burning candles there in the middle of the desert. And Abbot Joseph said to Abbot Lot, why not be
1: completely changed into fire? What we are witnessing today, this is that. So, how does
0: one become such a character? A real witness of the Lord Jesus Christ. A person who has been completely changed into fire. A soul whose face shines like the sun. It comes by transformation. Stephen had become a transformed person. He brings to mind one of my very favorite texts. 2 Corinthians 3. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we, all who with unveiled faces behold the Lord's glory, are being transformed into his image with ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord who is the spirit transformation is not something we do to ourselves it does not come in response to our efforts or activity reformation may be transformation not transformation happens as the transcendent god takes up residence in human flesh Transformation is a gift we must learn to receive by grace. Just as we are saved or justified by grace, so we must also be sanctified or remade in the divine image by grace. It is not something that comes in response to our initiative. In fact, any initiative of ours, can only come in response to this gift. By now, most of you are growing familiar with the prayer of transformation we enter into every day on the wake-up call. There's a lot going on in this prayer. The most notable feature is the way receiving from Jesus precedes releasing on our part. Many have written me asking if we are getting it backwards, that it seems wrong. The thinking is we must release what is sinful or broken or distorted before we can receive what Jesus wants to give us. I agree. I used to think the same thing. Then Jesus revealed to me that his spirit does not work by replacement, but by displacement. But God, who demonstrates his own love for us in this, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us, Romans 5, 8. He is not looking for us to get rid of something so he can replace it, to clean the house before he brings his transforming grace. True repentance does not precede transforming grace. It follows. It is not hard for us to grasp that we cannot save ourselves by our works. For some reason, we believe we must work in order to be sanctified. Friends, salvation and every last ounce of it is by grace through faith. None of it comes by works so that none can boast. Anything we do is only in response to what God has done. The great challenge is to actually freely receive what he has done. We must receive before we can release. Revelation always precedes response. The opposite actually forms the basis of idolatry, which is the effort of human beings to manipulate God to act in
1: response to their activity. This becomes the bondage of slavery. Jesus
0: always goes first. The great challenge for us is that of simply and freely receiving. Something in us convinces us we need to do something first. That something is the broken thing. Jesus is not waiting on us to figure it out and let it go before he replaces it with his transformation. There is no end to this. It is tiresome and ultimately creates a kind of introspection that not only makes us more self referenced, but it is self consuming. As we receive from Jesus by his Spirit, he displaces the brokenness and emptiness and sinfulness, and on we can go. He simply waits in his willingness. For us to freely receive what he is freely giving, which is the gift of his spirit, which is freedom. Can you hear him? Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Luke twelve thirty two. I believe this is the secret of the saint. Receiving. Precedes releasing. Spirit receptivity actually requires the death of spiritual activity, which then leads to the spirit's activity through us, i.e., what I have, I give you. If we look, no, behold. I think we get a glimpse of
1: this in the face. Of Stephen, the witness of Jesus, the soul completely changed into fire. Now, shall we pray the prayer of transformation?
0: Lord Jesus, I am your witness, I receive your righteousness. And release my sinfulness. I receive your wholeness. And release my brokenness. I receive your fullness. And release my emptiness. I receive your peace. And release my anxiety. I receive your joy. And release my despair. I receive your healing and release my sickness.
1: I receive your love and release my selfishness. Come, Holy Spirit,
0: transform my heart, mind, soul, and strength so that my consecration becomes your demonstration that our lives might become
1: your sanctuary. For the glory of God our Father. Amen. And the question today, I believe this is some of
0: the most essential, misunderstood, and neglected teaching in the kingdom for our time. How, How do you relate to it? Does it resonate or do you resist it? Journal your response to this question. What is it about me that makes it hard to
1: receive from Jesus or from others? And for our hymn today, we're going to sing some choruses. We've been missing these on Fridays. You'll know them by heart.
2: Praise the name of Jesus, praise the name of Jesus. He's my rock, he's my fortress, he's my deliverer, in him will I trust. Praise the name of Jesus. He is Lord, he is Lord, he is risen from the dead. And he is Lord. Every knee shall bow, And every tongue confess That Jesus Christ is Lord. Ye said, Freely, freely you have received, Freely, freely give. Go in my name, and because you believe, Others will know that I live.
1: Amen. Love those old courses. Some of them aren't so old, actually.
0: They're old in today's standards, but, um, you know, our songs we're singing every day must be ancient in those standards. Well, it's Friday, and we're wrapping up the New Room Conference. Should end around noon today. Who knows though? Maybe, maybe it's gonna go on. Well, we know it will go on in many places. We don't know what's gonna happen. We're just here.
1: I like to say, you know, we're not really prepared, but we're ready. We're ready for what the Lord wants to do.
0: And um I really do appreciate all the engagement that I've gotten around this prayer of transformation. It's something that's been Stirring in me for several years now, and and finally, I believe I got at least a next iteration of it down on paper. The first iteration of it, it did. It it was definitely like we release and then we receive, and I just felt the Lord has been challenging me on that. And 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 a lot of you are saying, okay, well, how do I receive? Like, is that another set of things I got to do? How is that not just another? You know, do this and do this in order to receive. Well, I think the, the really the, the answer comes in that text in 2 Corinthians, which it says, for where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. And we all who with unveiled faces, it says, beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed into his image. And so what this tells me is that we need to turn our eyes on Jesus. We need to, and and I don't mean that just in a sort of like mystical, spiritual way. Yes, yes, that. But we actually need to start reading the scriptures from a posture of beholding Jesus, not reading it from a, informational learning paradigm, but from a beholding and becoming paradigm. It's like when we say, um, I receive your joy and release my despair. Let's behold his joy in the actual inspired written accounts where we see his joy. Let's start looking at him. Let's start looking, beholding his healing in so many of these stories and just get it in our vision. This is like where you say, be thou my vision. We're actually looking upon him. We're turning our eyes upon him. We're not just sort of mystically thinking about Jesus, but we're actually entering into the story of the gospel. As he walked this earth, as he held the conversations he had with so many people, as he taught, as he as he did the signs. I mean, I just like to behold his joy as he sat there multiplying the loaves and the fishes, just imagining that scene and letting it sear into my imagination and into my heart. Beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, we are being being. It's passive. It's, well, it's not passive. It's receptive. It's not passivity. It's receptivity. Anyway, I better stop it for there and get back into the New Room Conference. Guys, big day of sowing ahead. I'll look for you on the field. We'll see you tomorrow with a Holy Spirit story. For The Awakening, I'm J.D. Walt. We hope that today's entry challenged and encouraged you. And thanks for listening to The Wake Up Call, powered by Seedbed.